You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Pagan Village. <laughs> okay. All right. That's not bad. It's not my best, but it's not bad. I like these plays on the titles. Yeah, it's... I don't know if we're going to stick with that format or not. It's... This is the least important part of the podcast. <laughs> You're listening... We've already lost so many people there. Yeah, checking everybody out. is like, done. why would I listen to this? Bye. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s and early 2000s, and we take off the rose-colored glasses you might have about these movies, and then that's it. Nothing violent, nothing crazy. Nice. I like that. I yeah. Yeah, like different back. approach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, because the it's last few episodes off the rails a little excessive. bit. Yeah. All right, man. This is our first TV movie, maybe our only TV movie we ever do. If it goes like this one did, yeah. It's <laughs> Are you hinting at how you felt about the film? Uh, you're right. I should wait until you should wait. I Absolutely. Should Reserve judgment. judgment. Yeah, of course. Reserve. So this is 1998's adventure comedy family Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town. That's right. You hear that? You just pop that top. He's mm. he, we're, we're we're drinking. This is Oktoberfest here. The entire month of October for nostalgia. Be damned. We're drinking some brewskis, watching some some choice films, man. And to start <laughs> off the month this way, I'm in the Halloween spirit. Are you in the spirit right now? You know, I really wasn't because what is it? It's it's uh, the it's very first week in October. Fresh. Not really feeling it yet, but after this movie, I will admit I'm feeling a little bit more Halloweenish than I was before. If you can say anything about this movie is that it is all oh, about Halloween. It has Halloween <laughs> right in the title. <laughs> And that's the thing, man. Let's talk about our history. I used to watch this movie every goddamn year. It was a perennial classic Did you in really? my family. So this like, is like your... This is like your... Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Honestly, for Halloween. I'm not even... Okay, this is honestly genuine right now. Okay. I watched It's a Wonderful Life the very first time in my life last year. Oh, I watched I Halloween you. Town I so much. every year since 1998 to like 2000 and I don't know, eight or whatever, or some crazy thing like that. Like, oh I watched God. this every year when it came on TV. And oh. now I am the proud owner of a double feature DVD set with one and two Halloween 2 Calabar's Revenge. <laughs> really tempted to, <laughs> to pop in the second one. Holy shit. So not only did they have one sequel, they had three, okay? The, the second one came out in 2001. The third one, called Halloween Town High, came out in 2004. And then a return to Halloween Town in 2006. And I gotta tell you right now just to go back to our history, I did not really watch this movie growing up. I saw it maybe once or twice because uh, my sisters were really more into the Disney Channel movies than I was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so this would have been a one-off for me. I would have seen it and been like, meh. So this was about as close to a fresh viewing as you can get for me. Okay. Um, and now I remember why. <laughs> Dude, uh, this... D- don't get me wrong. I-, I was not a fan of the Disney Channel original movies. Even as a kid, I disliked them. But Halloween is by far my favorite holiday. Agreed. As a kid, I loved horror stuff. And so anything horror-themed and so anything Halloween-themed... I was definitely all into, dude. Do you remember, like, Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? I oh, yeah, of course. I that shit up. Like, I love that. I'm not comparing that to this. I'm just saying that's the sort of stuff that I was really into as a kid. See, when I was growing up, that really wasn't my alleyway, so to speak. Because not... you were a little bitch, right? Yeah, you no, were a baby, 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 bitch. Little, little baby bitch. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, you know, I was more interested in other stuff again. Um, 
we look back at some of the movies we've already done. Sports was really yeah, yeah. sort of my like wheelhouse there. So uh, this wasn't something that really spoke to me as something I cared about. But I I do have a much greater appreciation for some of these movies as I'm getting older. Okay. And so I was actually looking forward to seeing this and seeing if um, it deserved all the hype that apparently everybody in the world gives it. Yeah. When we were when we mentioned we were going to do this movie, a lot of people having some thoughts like, "Hey, don't don't ruin that." <laughs> Don't classic. ruin Do this movie this. for us. Yeah. Guess what, everybody? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so this this is a little strange. This is a little different than our normal format because normally this is when I provide the the IMDb score and the Rotten Tomato score. It does have a 6.8 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, because it was a TV movie, it was not screened for critics. So there's no Rotten Tomato score other than the fan score, which is at 72%. 72%. That's right. No, I do not trust the fan score <laughs> on Rotten on Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes well. typically. Um, so this movie, because it didn't have a theatrical run, there's no box office uh you know revenue however it did cost four million dollars to make the movie wow apparently so actually mtv did an interview with both the lead star and the director of this movie who we'll get into in a sec here no brandon has a big surprise because he told me not to look this director (laughs) up but but this little interview they did 17 years later after halloween town was was released uh and the guy like admitted like reading the script he was super psyched to do it um but that it it had the script of a 20 to 30 million dollar movie and because it was made they were going to make it a tv movie there was no way they could get it that high and so as we were watching a lot of the production value you'll notice that this movie seems like more epic in scope than they had the the funds no it's true this movie has such like a background of like this would be great world building we have all these ideas um but just the costume the props the the entire scope of the movie is just it screams straight to tv yeah for sure for sure so the director of this, Zach, uh, I only mention it because, one, he's done seven additional Disney Channel original movies, oh by the way. Um, but his first directorial effort was in 1993, and it's a movie that I guarantee we will cover on this podcast. This is a, That's a promise. Okay. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, dude. No, the it wasn't. The same main Dwayne Dunham. Uh, exactly, yeah, and that's a classic. We love that movie. I do like Michael Homeward J. Bound. Fox, Sally Field. That's a great. That, oh yeah, I that was back in the day before Babe. That was back in like the Milo and Otis days when they were like, "We're not going to fucking do some visual effects to make their mouths talk. We're just going to have actors read shit, and you're going to believe it." Like, we're I not mean, doing that. We've act, we've absolutely talked about doing that movie, and I'm we've actually looking it. forward to yeah. doing that movie. But that's crazy that he. Yeah, he started with this movie. Oh my god! And I think wow. that's pretty much the only theatrical released film he's ever done. He's stuck right in the Disney Channel original movie uh, wheelhouse. Which, by the way, this Halloween Town is the second original Disney movie after the movie Brink. I don't oh, know yeah, if you remember yeah, that yeah, rollerblading yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I, I remember, remember Brink, people love Brink. That's another movie we could cover. Um, but probably again another movie that if we did, uh, people would hate us. And that's the thing: people have a lot of love for these TV movies, these TV specials. I think a lot of people, when you talk about nostalgia, that's it, man. For me, it's the Charlie Brown, all of those holiday specials. I watch every year. I love them to death. And if you show that to a person or to a kid nowadays, like for the very first time, a fresh viewing, they'd be like, "I don't, I don't understand why this is why you like this so much." But 
I can't get enough of those. I mean, it was always an event when Disney Channel released a movie. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether or not it looked good or not, it's almost like these Netflix series or Netflix movies now that you see that you're like, well, Netflix made it. I'll give it a chance. That was kind of how it was with Disney Channel movies for a lot of kids anyway, where it was like they're making a movie. Yeah, you're going to go watch it because... What the hell else are you going to do? That's the thing. It was so much more sporadic and, and spread out. Like Netflix, they get, you know, like 13 brand new oh, they movies pump a out, month, they you pump know, out original new, content. Yeah. yeah, they pump out new content every month. But these were like every few months. It's like, hey, yeah. there's this movie that we and they've clearly put a lot of money and effort into these movies. So much promotioting and marketing. Oh, you remember yeah. all that shit. And that, of course. That, that was the night that you like walked out to your TV and you're like, Mom, I don't care what's happening on fucking ER tonight. <laughs> we're watching Brink. <laughs> I was not like that. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? I think my dad would have picked me up and beat the yeah. shit out of me immediately. Speaking of which, we got some characters to get to, so why don't we go ahead and jump into the movie, Let's I get guess. into this, yeah. man. Uh, so, the opening of Halloween Town, they take a page right out of John Carpenter's book. It's the same opening shot, pretty much, of Halloween. Like, it's just a slow zoom into a pumpkin the on a candle. same shot. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll argue, not as well, well accomplished, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just a slow zoom into a pumpkin candle. Pretty weird. Uh, and then we cut to... It's Halloween. I don't know what state this takes place in, but it's just, you know, your average ordinary suburb. It doesn't matter. It's an establisher. It's white America. I could be one of your kids. Why the M&M? Yeah, no, I got it. Okay, well, thank you. Anyway, Sophie, uh, the youngest character in this uh, story here, she's waiting by this window on Halloween, looking at all the kids longingly like, I wish I could go outside to to trick or treat. But she doesn't even say that. She says, I wish somebody would come here. Yeah, because she wants a trick-or-treater to come to the house, but their house, I guess, is avoided like the plague by children in this neighborhood for whatever reason. This family is so dysfunctional. This is this is the royal Tenenbaums. Like, this is ridiculous. The the mom, this first off, the father has deceased. They don't talk about him at all. Like, they're not allowed to talk about him because the mom would be upset. And then the mom also forbids them from participating in Halloween activities or recognizing the holiday at all. They're Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses for exclusively Halloween. Yeah, I guess so. And, like, the kids do nothing but talk back except for Dylan. We gotta get into these kids right now. So there's three of them. There's three of them. We've already mentioned Sophie. She's the youngest and she's the best character in this this movie. She's the one and only. Sophie propels the plot. Yeah, she's the hero. Sophie is like Yoda. She's the Yoda of Halloween Town. She's crazy. But anyway, there's Sophie and then there's also Marnie. Marnie. So let's get into this, dude. We've got to now change our tournament. I have to admit, we've been a little sexist My on apologies. Nostalgia Be Damn. That is our fault because we've had this tournament that we're setting up of terrible male protagonists. And it's really because we've been watching a lot of movies. I don't know if this is uh, reflective of the decade or reflective of us as terrible people. Yeah, I think it's a little of both. You it know could what be I mean? both. But it's filled with people like Macaulay Culkin from The Page Master and yep. Peter from Jumanji. Of and course. And just, those type of characters. And Alan from <laughs> uh, Small Soldiers and Jumanji yeah. and, you know, yeah, the and list Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, but we have to include Marnie. There's no way we can watch a movie like this and not include Marnie in the terrible protagonist. So the tournament has gone from terrible male protagonist to just terrible protagonist um and marnie it might be a number one seed she's she's terrible she's awful she's the worst character in the world she's also right up there though with her terrible 12 year old buzzkill of a brother fucking (sighs) dylan 
Oh, man, this kid's a buzzkill. Like, he's immediately introduced by, like, talking about how candy will give you diabetes and it's not good for he's you. He's like a Macaulay Culkin wannabe, you know, like yes. like that Page Master character that yep. he played Very and we nerdy. always talked about. I'm like, technically all the mistakes fall on ladders and you die or something, you know, whatever, yeah. statistics, um, nerd bashing. Bottom line, yeah, dude, we have to bash that nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Dylan's a bashing nerd. Um, he's, he's, a ner- he's nerd bashing bait. <laughs> Let's also talk about the fact that Dylan is. How do I say this? How, he came he's on off. The, let's just say he's on the cusp of puberty and he's realizing all these things that are going on with his body. Again, none of this is actually mentioned, but we we read into a but lot. We we <laughs> we got a strong inkling from this movie. He's that, just a weird little sexual pervert. That's what I'm getting. Like yeah. he's a little. He's a weirdo. He gets in trouble a lot for masturbating at inappropriate times. <laughs> if I had to guess, <laughs> if, yeah. If we were both to venture a guess, he's done some weird shit under a dinner table. You know what I mean? Dylan's. Ugh, Dylan's the person you don't want to be around. Neither is Marnie. Like, again, they're both no, terrible Marnie's, people. Marnie's terrible. So, apparently, this family, uh, the mom and dad even met on Halloween. Again, the father is no longer in the picture other than the pictures that line the walls. It's sad, dude. But anyway, this is a broken home. That's what we're getting. It's a broken home. But guess yeah. what? Granny's on the way, bro. Here she comes, dude, in a fucking <laughs> flying, flying bus. So, bus. let's get into this, too. Can everyone see this, or is it just the people who are the like mortals that have magic in them? I have no idea. She does this in the middle of a very crowded Halloween night. There are kids everywhere well, they avoiding the cameraman. Yeah, for the, yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, for this little scene, there's not a lot of people around. And then all of a sudden, yeah, a bus sign pops up, and then, uh, sure as shit, a goddamn yellow bus flies out of the sky, and she floats down like Mary Poppins. It's insane, and nobody sees it, apparently. And she's also got this little bag that uh, follows her around like a little dog. Yeah, it's like a dog, a living thing. That It's almost like Santa Claus's bag. That, like, sounds, that's what like I a, that sounds like a living hell. Yeah. If you're a living, <laughs> if you're a living bag, like all you do is carry people's things and follow people around that sounds terrible do you have a conscience do you know what your purpose is in this life i don't oh know dude. God, that halloween shit town is a fucked up movie man. <laughs> well, yeah let's a well, fucked up movie. it only gets more crazy from here so the grandma's coming to town apparently she comes like once a year i guess on halloween for every, the most part every halloween um and the mother seems really pissed off that she's here although it, the kids seem to be expecting her I'm like oh grandma we're so happy to see, finally see you again so she in this bag that looks kind of empty when she opens it it's full Full of candy and decorations and all this shit. And the kids go apeshit. And not cool candy, by the way. It's old people candy. Yeah, it's it, like butterscotch, like suckables. Like none yeah, of them. Like, there's not a single like chocolate strawberry bar cough drops. It looks <laughs> yeah. terrible. It's the worst. But again, that's budget candy for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, they only had four million to make it, so you can't get Kit Kats, bud. <laughs> So not only are there candy and decorations, they also pull out some costumes. And she's like, "I'm gonna read you guys a bedtime story, and we're gonna talk about." Halloween Town. <gasps> so this occurs after this quick little argument between the mother, who, whose name is Gwen, uh, and the grandmother, who's, whose name is Aggie. Mm. All right, they have this argument over kind of you know their former history and whatnot. She sends her upstairs. She's like, look, pretty much like, I don't want to talk about this shit. Go upstairs and read the goddamn kids' story because I don't want to hear from you And then get the hell out of my house. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. So she goes upstairs and she takes out this book that is basically the history of this town that she is from. Okay, But you wouldn't fucking know it, would you? No, you wouldn't know it because it looks like a picture book. It's a picture book with like the most bland, like clip art cartoons drawn inside. Yeah. 
And ever and like the kids are like they've never seen anything cooler than this. Yeah, just like they've never book. heard a story before. The kid actually has to remind Sophie. Dylan actually reminds Sophie at one point, like, um, "There's an impressionable child here, and we just have to remind each other that you know this place is fake and it's not real." And it's like, no, she's heard a story before. Asshole. And then they look over at Dylan and he's masturbating in the corner, <laughs> and they go, "Dylan, Dylan, stop! This is not the time we are trying to read a story. It's inappropriate, Dylan." There's no every so we're going to mention that a few times just to let everyone know. There's 100% zero masturbation in Halloween Town. No, but, but it's... It's in Dylan's eyes. You can tell it. Yeah, but it's way funnier if we pretend that... <laughs> <laughs> so, she tells him the story of Halloween Town. Um, Dylan calls it a weirdo encyclopedia. Because there's if there's one thing that Dylan also does besides masturbate... It at the worst possible. It's dilute moments. nonsense. It's it's that and terrible jokes. He is oh, a fucking he's really joke good dud those. machine. Yeah, like, he's they such, all fall flat. He's such a dud, man. He's a nerd. We're gonna bash. Him. I want to bash him. I want to so bash bad. him so bad, dude. So she's looking through this book, and then all of a sudden, there's this like really just crude, basic drawing of a witch, and Marnie's like. That's me. And then she looks at it a little closer, and it's got the little cleft in the butt oh, chin. Yeah. And again, it's literally just a, a drawing, a stick figure with a little extra going on it's there. It's very clearly not her. It's <laughs> just a drawing. Just a drawing of a witch. And she's because it also looks kind of young with brown hair, she's like, it's me. And a butt chin. And a butt chin, yeah. It's me. And then the Dylan fuck? says the only sensible thing he says in this entire movie. <laughs> he just grabs it. He's like, it looks nothing <laughs> like you. Again, you know, Dylan will bring you back down to earth. Dylan is both the villain and the hero of this podcast because, oh, Dylan's terrible. But, you know, on occasion, he'll just he'll throw that bomb of knowledge at you. (laughs) So they all decide to go to bed, whatever. The grandmother goes downstairs. And, you know, this is where we get a little bit of this world building, man. There's so much exposition actually thrown at kids that I was having a hard time just keeping up with the basic plot of this movie. I mean, this movie's only like, what, 86 minutes long? That's like a page master. (laughs) That's like it's a only, full page master. Yeah, maybe even a little extra page master, it's a too. Little it's like a page, page master in a credit sequence or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so again, this movie fucking moves at a breakneck pace, bra. That's for sure. It does not slow down. No, it really doesn't. It is just all at you exposition. Hope you can keep up. So they're Cromwells, man. They're, they come from a long line of witches. They're like the most powerful witches. I believe she says at one point, like, that's from, they're from the dawn of time. <laughs> so again, this law, it's, it's, I mean, they're just, important. Yeah. And Marnie winds up coming downstairs, sneaking downstairs and overhearing all this nonsense um also hears her mother pretty much throw her grandmother out like get get out we're done talking i don't want her to be raised as a witch and she mentions it like and apparently there's also a bit of this this backstory that on her 13th halloween which is this year she's 13 years old she has to receive her training or she could lose her powers forever yeah i okay yeah Dramatic tension well it's important you don't want to miss the story right there no she needs her powers she needs her powers She's a Cromwell. Mm-hmm, of course. So the grandmother leaves and Marnie winds up going upstairs and trying to explain all this to Dylan, who again is basically like, you're fucking high, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan is like, what the hell are you talking about? Go to bed. So there's also this little nugget of information that uh, the grandmother drops before she's kicked out. There's this whole thing about how something's going wrong in Halloween Town. She wants Gwen's help, her daughter, because Gwen is also a witch, and they need more strength to kind of defeat the evil that's going on. But basically all she says is that people are turning hateful and spiteful in town, and I, I don't know why. There's like a darkness there now. It's probably because you said something racist at the last party, Grandma. <laughs> like People just don't like you as much anymore. You have to get over it. You farted in opportune moments. 
It's bad, Grandma. So yeah, Marnie and Dylan, they sneak out to follow Grandma, and as they're kind of watching through these bushes, they see the bus stop, and then before the flying bus gets there, though, there's this whole conversation where she's like... I, this explains everything, why I'm so into Halloween, which earlier her friends were like, Marnie, Halloween's meant for you because it's weird and gross and disgusting Marnie like you. Marnie loves mummies and dressing up in costumes and killing small animals. <laughs> Mutilating dogs and cats and bears, oh my. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she's like, explains it, she's like, it explains everything, why I'm so into weird stuff and also why I have deja vu or maybe I just see the future and that's a little nugget that's thrown out there that like, does she? I don't know if that's, that's never Never come back to it. Never come back to it. Maybe it happens in the sequels. Stay tuned. Probably not. So they sneak on to the bus once this flying bus comes in. Uh, They sneak into the back. And Dylan is just underplaying everything. They're literally flying through the air. And he somehow keeps coming up with excuses for everything that's happening. Like, oh, it's just, you know, probably this or that. Well, so there's goblins and weird things hanging out around them. All people in terrible masks. It looks so bad. But what are you expecting from a $4 million straight-to-TV movie? But his excuse for it is, well, it's probably a charter bus that's coming back from a Halloween costume party and like Brandon and I looked at each other and we're like the bus is fucking flying dude what is your problem Dylan, shut the fuck yeah. up stop masturbating and <laughs> Dylan put that away this is not the time so it's night when they leave you know the mortal world and then it's all daytime when they hit Halloween town okay so they arrive in the town square which um has this giant pumpkin in it and actually interestingly enough St. Helens, Oregon is where I guess the original this movie was actually filmed. So they actually welcome tourists. And in fact, they have a month long Spirit of Halloween Town event to celebrate the holiday. And they allow fans of the movie to explore the town. They even try to recreate parts of the set like the giant jack-o'-lantern in the town square. For all our Oregon listeners, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. For everyone else who listens to us, that sounds awful. <laughs> well, you'll see me there this Halloween, man. No. <laughs> so let's talk about the citizens of Halloween Town, okay? Because they are random. Some people are just in random costumes. Other people are literally just wearing masks that look terrible. And then other people are in makeup, which like some of them are there's no good. It's all like no, decent it's all to terrible. Really bad. Yeah. There's nothing that's like strikes you as like, oh wow, like they did they put a lot of effort into that costume. Like no There's like goblin police officers and pumpkin face people just walking around. I swear to God, it's almost like they just went into a part of USA and just bought out the adult <laughs> section. They're like, uh yeah, here. And like How much do we have less for the uh costumes? Like nobody budget Terry. Terry, you did not budget. Terry, for we've costumes? got like five thousand dollars left for costumes. Are oh you my kidding? god. Oh, my God, guys. Oh, my God. We were having too much fun with the sets. Disney's going to kill us. <laughs> so this is the biggest slap in the face, too. So they're, they, the kids get off the bus after everyone else exits and whatnot, and they're just kind of, like, dumbfounded, staring around the town. Again, Dylan trying to underplay the entire situation. But Marnie's really like, oh, this is awesome. Then, wouldn't you fucking know it, Sophie just walked off the bus. Like, the, the writers forgot to, like, yeah. just put her in the escape plan. Oh, it's crazy. It's Sophie ex machina. It's crazy. <laughs> like, Sophie appears out of nowhere. And again, hey, <laughs> she's the hero of this movie. Once We've again, yeah. established this. Yeah. So... Then in the town square, the mayor arrives. Okay, his name's Calabar, and immediately he's the bad guy. You can immediately tell. You oh, want to know why? Can... He pulls a fucking lollipop out of his ear and offers it to Sophie, and she thankfully refuses. You know what? We also got to talk into this undertones of all this. I think there's some Disney Channel original movies, don't subliminal take, messaging yeah, like don't, don't take don't candy talk from to strangers. strangers. There's a lot of that stranger danger shit in here. 
Which is kind of good, I guess. I mean, yeah, but or it could just be a terrible movie about Halloween. That's what, basically, when you boil it down, that could be the synopsis. <laughs> Maybe this could all turn around. That's how they pitched it in the board meeting. All right, let's make a terrible movie about Halloween. Johnson, you're sold. <laughs> So Calabar is the mayor of Halloween Town, and he's also, I guess, a warlock in his spare time. He looks like a low-rent Rufus Sewell from, uh, he plays the bad guy in A Night's Tale. He's also in Dark City. I thought he looked like a young, ugly Ian McShane. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, yeah. that's also a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when he finds out that they're, you know, Cromwells, he's like, wait, are you, are you Gwen's kids? Like... You can tell there's a history here, like oh, some yeah. some shit happened between like maybe Calamar once and or twice their genitals touched. Yeah, no, for sure there were some genital smears. <laughs> Ew, that's just gross. That's just gross. Disgusting. I'm sorry. It's I apologize, everybody. That's the worst word ever. Smear. Smear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we get introduced to one of my least favorite characters in this goddamn movie, and that's saying something too. It's uh, this New York cabbie type skeleton named <sighs> Benny. Yeah, and Benny is Benny a puppet? Is he's he a CGI? Ro- he's like a robotic, like skeleton. He's literally just a bare skeleton, and you can tell it's like robotics, but it's shitty robotics. Well, I could deal with it. Like I really could get around the. This robotics. was better than a lot of the stuff. It's I will true. Say. No, like, this is this looks like almost a practical effect, mm. um, and I would be way more behind it, except that like the top of his eyes, where like his eyebrows would be moved. Yeah. And that I found a little disturbing and weird, so... Yeah, all right, well, I understand. Pass. Uh, it's, it's a hard pass for yeah, me. Yeah, hard pass. Uh, and he's got even worse jokes than Dylan. He keeps just punctuating everything with a ha! And there's a lot of bone jokes, and it's just awful shit. Yeah. But uh, basically, he's, he's shit-talking people in town while they're driving, because they're, like, going to the Cromwell Mansion or whatever. He's talking about unsavory characters in the village, and he's like, like Luke! And then it... It cuts away to this, like, the local bad boy bully, like, whatever. Like He's wearing, like, jeans and a chain. And, like, <laughs> he's got a wallet chain, dude. Yep. But he's, like, the least intimidating person ever. Because he's like he's a like, young Ryan Phillippe, yeah. Yeah, he is, like, a wrong, young Ryan Phillippe in the way that he delivers a lot of his lines. But, like, physically, he's just got, like, this curly red hair, like unintimidating blue eyes and freckles. I feel like, like I've seen him in a hundred other Disney Channel I mean, things. he's Ron like, Weasley. Yeah. Wait. No, that's not Ron Weasley. No, he's not oh, actually yeah, okay, Ron Weasley, say, but yeah. he reminds me of Ron Weasley. Yeah, a little bit, but he's, got, he's but he's got a fucking wallet chain and black jeans, dude. Did Ron Weasley do that? I didn't fucking think so. Ron well, Weasley's th- okay. A well, tell me, would Ron if Ron Weasley had, versus Luke did? I don't know who wins that fight. You you look at Ron Weasley, put a chain on him, and then you look at Luke with the chain on him. Dude, and tell Luke me, who had wins like that brown, fight? and he had like pink highlights or whatever was going on in his hair. I don't know what was happening, but <sighs> maybe it was just our DVD transfer. Because by the way, this was shot in four by three. Because back in the days. Back yeah. in the nineties, they didn't. Why would they shoot it widescreen? We People couldn't didn't watch it in widescreen. Yeah. We had to watch it like it was a cell phone. <laughs> I felt like I was fucking masturbating in caveman time. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, put it away. Dylan, no. So they, he, the kids get dropped off at the uh, at Aggie's mansion here, and uh, you know the gates locked, dude. So there's this whole thing where Marty tries to conjure a spell because she thinks she's a witch or whatnot to she's try to break the lock. It too. She's Guess terrible. What? Fucking Sophie saves the day. Sophie's the best. Because all of a sudden, the door just opens, and she's like, what happened? And Sophie's like, oh, I wish the frog would, the lock would turn into a frog. And they just ignore her and run in. And then camera slow pan down to a frog, riveting on the ground. Again, and Sophie's Yoda. Again, she's accomplishing literally all the plot points. <laughs> so, Aggie welcomes them in, and she explains how... 
time works a little differently in in Halloween Town. It's kind of like Inception, where apparently two hours in the mortal world could be two days in Halloween Town. Or two weeks if you're on vacation. Which... We had to pause it because we had to just process that we had bit to of figure information. out what she was saying. Like, Are they able to manipulate time as well? I don't know, dude. And like in the concept of Halloween Town, this all apparently happens within the span of a day. So why does it matter? I, yeah, I guess it doesn't. But like, it's crazy. Like two days or two weeks, depending on if I'm on vacation. Like, I don't what does that even understand mean? anything that's happening in this movie. <laughs> anything. So. Aggie starts discussing uh, kind of what's going on in the town. Like, again, people are turning angry and sour and mean, and there's just a darkness consuming Halloween Town. So she takes a peek into her cauldron, and she's like, oh, no, it's worse than I even thought. And it's just this, like, swirling image of this green goblin-looking guy screaming in a cloak. He looks like Emperor Palpatine mixed with Jim Carrey's The Mask. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. He looks like a scarecrow that's green. Awful. I will say this. I think if you're going to compare him to every other person wearing a mask, in this movie he's probably got the best costume in the For entire sure. film yeah yeah no he, he does uh and uh, apparently aggie has merlin's talisman which apparently if you fill with this stew that she's trying witch's to make this witch's brew. brew um that's like an antidote or something i don't know what's what it actually does but apparently if you mix it with something there, there's so many steps to this goddamn thing and i only i mention it now because they change like through the movie because when she later on in the movie like defeats the bad guy spoiler alert Marty, oh no dude. i know they seem like different steps or like the steps get so much more elaborate well it's because the one that she used earlier was instant witches brew and they they made it oh from my scratch. god you're right that's a thing that's actually a line fuck you're right yeah, pop open another one, yeah, Zach. That's, it's time. That's, it's oh time. my god. So, uh, you know, Grandma gives them a walk around town, and we get to see more of these stupid goddamn creatures while she explains kind of, you know, wh- why Halloween Town exists. And we mentioned, so they, they might be able to alter time, Marnie might be able to see into the future, and they also apparently created this world, a separate world for for all the people, like witches and vampires and anyone creepy and ghouly like that fit into the Halloween Town uh, world, I guess, because apparently back in the day, everything was good, humans and them coexisted fine, and then the dark times apparently came, and then there were wars, and then they separated entirely. Oh, yeah. As a kid, I guess I didn't think about any of this as a kid, but again, there's so much fucking crazy shit thrown at you in with like within sentences, like two sentences of like, wait, what? They created a world? So they can warp time, they can will whatever they want at like literally the blink of an eye, and they created their own world. They're gods. So they're they must, gods. They're gods. They must they're be gods. gods. <clears throat> American gods. So Calabar uh, winds up introducing himself again to the the. the, the, the the Cromwell gang, anyway, and he keeps calling Sophie Soapy. Is that a joke? I don't. I don't. They know. mentioned it five times in the movie, Soapy, and she's like, "It's Sophie." That's a that's a tip to like his uncaring, evil demeanor because obviously he's the bad. guy. Everyone knows he's the bad Everybody guy. Everybody like, knows he's on. the bad guy. Even, I knew yeah, instantly. little kids watching this, like he's a fucking bad guy. He's mom. a bad guy, Ma. Look I, at his hair. I don't know why we had Italian kids in that. I mean, well, that's how I talk probably to my watched mother. It. That's true too. Yeah. Hey, Ma, I gotta go to school. <laughs> You're making sure to pick me up after class tonight, right? Ma, you're making spaghetti, right? All right, I'll be coming back. Hey, taxi! And then I took a taxi to school. Did you have, like, a, a toothpick in your mouth? Oh, Slick cor- back hair and a leather jacket? All right, dude, stereotypes. Actually, funny. yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That's not cool, dude. Yeah. 
But yes, I did. Anyway. <laughs> so Calabar basically tells Aggie, like, back the fuck off. Like, stop working on whatever this brew is. Like, you know, we'll handle it. All right, babe. <laughs> so... They leave there, and, oh, God, dude, they find these dollar store brooms or whatever. They look terrible. It's oh just the cheapest-looking shit. And and Marnie, of course, you know, wanting to be a witch, wants to learn how to fly. Mm-hmm. So her grandmother ponies over the dough to uh, to get her a broom, and they go on this, like, test trial of it, and it's just a terrible, you know, green screen and fr- flying around and shit. But, like, I, there's I, some I also, crazy information that's dropped. Oh, it's true. It's, it's a really bad CGI sequence that was clearly just them, like, on like a stool or something like that it looks bad but i also do want to really quick backtrack because you skipped over a very important part of the movie where With luke, luke yeah. shows up while they're buying the broom and you know he he pulls his tough guy act he's like oh buying little money a broom or something like yep, that yep. and then but then just like instantly just like looks at Marnie. he's like you know i'd love to take you on a date there's an ice cream place down the street and um Marnie delivers what may be the best line in cinema history. Yeah. Um, she says, I was hungry, but then I smelled something stinky. It must have been the big cheese. That's confidence gone, dude. He's never getting back up from yeah, that no, one. No, he'll never get an erection. Everyone was like, dude, did you see Marnie call him a fucking cheese, bro? Dude, he called me, dude, called Luke cheese, dude. I smelled something stinky. It was fucking Luke, dude. dude she called Luke, him cheese. Luke smells like fucking stinky hey, cheese. Taxi. Hey, taxi. <laughs> Benny in the taxi. Fuck, dude. God. Fuck me. So, yeah, while they're flying around on this broom to get, like, a little test run anyway, uh, basically, the grandmother explains magic to her, and she's like, hey, if you want it, will it to happen, and that's how it works. Like, Mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, I guess that's how magic works. Shit, man. It's not complicated. You just got to fucking not be stupid. Think about it. So when they land, uh, Buzz kill too. Mom's here, you oh, know. And God, there's this whole mo- a domestic dispute in the center of town. <laughs> like she can't get her shit together. It's not that violent. But- <laughs> no, no. But basically, she's like, she can't be a witch. All right, she was a human. She was born in the mortal world. She's gonna be a fucking human. All right, leave her alone, ma. And then the mother's like, but it's her fucking birthright, <laughs> Gwen. And then, and then they look over at Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to life. Put your dick away. There are so many things at stake right now. We are outside. (laughs) Again, zero masturbation in this film. No, it never happens in this movie, but we need something to spice it up a little. The the bus is not working or the bus isn't running, so they go to try to find the mayor to figure out how they're going to get back to the mortal world. Mm -hmm. And that's when you realize that uh, Calabar, yeah, I say his name right? Yeah, he's a fucking bad yeah, guy, bro. Cal- Calabar and uh, Marnie's mom, dude, they bumped uglies. Mm-hmm. You know, theory confirmed. We knew it. Um, they dated or whatever, and she's like, well, do you think you could help us? And I forgot what he says. Uh, did he say no? Did, who cares? Well, while Gwen is talking to Calabar, his uh, assistant comes in, and this, this dumbfounded me, okay? No. Not Luke. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. this woman dressed as a pincushion. Yep. She, she's got, like, a, a big round red, like, ball around her waist with all these, like, pins with notes and stuff. And he reads his note or whatever, puts it back in. Everyone else is, like, a pumpkin-faced person or a dog person or a fish guy. Everybody in some way is sort of like a monster or like a little deformed or like a little like Halloween themed. Or a pilgrim. There were some pilgrims walking there around. There were some pilgrims. <laughs> For some that's reason, true. whatever. This girl's just dressed like a fucking pincushion. And that's her. Is that her life? I guess. God. I mean, 
she dressed like a pin cushion doesn't get brought up again that's just her character why bother and and i said this during the movie i paused it and i said brandon i want you to be in the writers meeting with me and pitch me this character i can't like you I can't. can't no it's it insane <laughs> it's a woman dressed as a pin cushion yeah she belongs in halloween town why it's not even halloweeny like i don't get dave, it dave dave listen i i Smoke told my this fucking joy i told my me, i told my wife I let her in the movie. Can you just make her, like, I don't know, a pin caution or something? Please? <laughs> so stupid. All right. So, uh, Aggie winds up leaving, and she, uh, Luke winds up pretty much accosting her, like, picking on her. Picking on an old woman. It's really sad. Oh, yeah. It's super watch. mean. <laughs> he just keeps, like, digging into her anyway. Basically, what's like. What's up, Grams? Yeah. What's up, Grams? I know you got Merlin's talisman. Give it here. Bitch. She's like, no, who are you? Yeah, who are you? What are you and doing? Then he's Get like, away, Luke. He's like, well, I know the evil's guys that you've been mad about. He doesn't have an accent like this, but I feel like we need to, like... You might just, as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got emphasize you. So it. along with Dylan's masturbation. I mean, yeah. We exaggerate a bit. Yeah. I mean, this is not how Halloween Town went. But People are going to rewatch it and be like, none of this is... <laughs> I mean, we've never been shy about the fact that we paraphrase these movies. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he's like, you know, I know the evil guys. Come with me. I'll show them to you. So, and, yeah, he takes her to him, which is basically this closed theater. It says closed forever on this mm-hmm. sign, which, by the way, if they created an entire world, apparently they can't. They still can't beat capitalism. They can't figure out capitalism. <laughs> like, Democracy at its finest. Yeah, exactly. So they go into this old theater, and there's a bunch of, like, cobwebbed-covered people all seeming just, like, kind of frozen. I didn't know. They they appeared dead at first, but apparently they're not. And there's this weird portal in the screen that, guess what, dude? This shadow, this the, the creature that we were hinted at earlier in the cauldron, mm-hmm. he pops out. And again, yeah, he's got these long, flowing black capes, like, almost like the, the Grim Reaper, but with, like, a green... I gotta Rubber tell you, face. with a little bit more of a budget and a little bit scarier movie, this is a pretty imposing character. Dude, again... Emperor Palpatine in the mask. You, you imagine what that looks like, and it's not terrible. No. <laughs> it's not the worst thing ever. It's not the best thing ever either. <laughs> not, but not, no. not entirely, no. Um, so he is getting pissed. He's like, where's the talisman? Aggie's not giving it to him, so he starts throwing these fucking sick blue flame balls at her. <laughs> and she's like, just disappeared to life. She's dodging like Jackie Chan, dude. And but, I, I, I know but, it's actually really sad old woman shuffling to well, dodge. Well, g- God bless this woman because she's a great actor. Yeah. Um, she's really good, actually. She's, really she's good and wholesome in this, in this movie. Um, and, and they're just like, all right, uh, I forgot her name, but they're like, all right, you're going to dodge the fireball. Like, ready, go. And she just, like, moves slightly to the left, and they're just like, okay, we'll work around it. <laughs> like, she's a great actress. Debbie but, Reynolds, like, yeah. Debbie Reynolds, yeah. But you can't, uh, you can't expect Debbie Reynolds to just be, like, <laughs> light of foot, you know? Yeah. So after the mom and Aggie are frozen in time, essentially if you get hit with these blue flame balls. Oh yeah, because they because the kids and the mom showed up. Yep. Um, so now they've been hit by these flame balls and they're frozen in time, but not before Aggie gets a chance to be like, "You'll be fine. You're a Cromwell." And then the kids like open the theater door and the sunlight shines in, and he goes. Nah! And proceeds back into his portal. Because yeah. apparently he hates daylight. That'll come back later. That will Maybe. come back later. <laughs> Probably not. So the kids uh, run outside and they decide, all right, well, we gotta we gotta make this potion, this spell to get the spell to, to to rid the evil of Halloween Town. But we need to do it by from scratch. So they need to get all these stupid 
ingredients around town, okay? So the first one, they need werewolf hair. So they go to this really stereotypical, like... I don't, I, I don't know how to get around it. He's like a gay werewolf hairstylist, like it's in a salon. Very it's very stereotypical. Yeah. And we'll remember that this movie was made in 1998. 1998 yep, and so that was not like something that they would have like tried to work around uh, to avoid offending people. But like, let's call it what it is. It's a stereotypical uh, gay man running a hair salon. And, but he's a werewolf. <laughs> so then they get to a gym, and there's all these, like, dog people. And, again, we mentioned earlier, there's a fish man who walks downstairs, and it's like a sweat lodge. Apparently, they need ghost sweat. They also spend, like, three minutes on, like, people working out in this gym, like, in costumes. Yeah, to just, like, show off, I guess, all the crazy like, characters. Hey, it's just like your world, but they're monsters. These like, people are kooky. Kooky. But, like, it's... It's clearly just like, hey, we got like four minutes to fill for this movie. Like, let's go ahead and put in a workout sequence for all these monsters. Um, So there's this sauna kind of sweat machine downstairs for ghosts, apparently, because you need (laughs) the sweat of ghosts. And like, so Sophie, being the hero that she is, does like this really offensive impersonation of a ghost. She's like, and he's like, hey, kid, just because I'm transparent doesn't mean I got feelings or something like that. (laughs) Um, And that guy actually, I do think, had the New York accent. He may have. He may have. um, But so he's sweating and Marnie holds like a vial under his nose and he drips sweat in it and they just like take off. And the ghost is just like, I don't know, okay with that? He's like, oh. Can you imagine, from his perspective, imagine you're in a sweat lodge or whatever, and three kids run in and steal your sweat and run away without mentioning anything. Not only, and one person mocks you, too, while you're doing it. Not only that, but they're human kids. Very, like, <laughs> rare in this world. So, let's put it in perspective for us. You're sitting in a sweat lodge, and three little goblins run in and start dancing around you, and then one of them takes your sweat, and then they just run away. Day in the life of Halloween Town. I mean, that's just typical, right? Yeah, well, there's also a sign here that says, Death Guard on duty. Instead of Lifeguard on duty. You get it, dude? Because it's it's Halloween Halloween Town. Yeah, Yeah, because it's Halloween and, like, death, and it's really clever. Dude, sick, clever writing. Very good. Very punny, if you will. Very punny. (laughs) They also go to a dentist because they need a vampire fang, and this one they don't even really work for. They just, like... The dentist just happens to be taking a fang out of, like, a vampire, and they just, like, take the tooth. They're like, nice! But what I want to do really quick, because we're pushing this podcast a little, but um, what I what I do want to mention is that they take out this woman who's dressed as a vampire. They take out her fang, and then they keep cutting back to this woman, and she's got black paint on her tooth. <laughs> From where it's that's, supposed to be missing. Yeah, where it's supposed to be missing. And it's so obvious because it's daylight and there's also lights from like the actual filming just beating down on this woman's tooth. You can tell it's just painted black. It's like they didn't even buy They're like, ah, who cares? Bill, we need the shot. We need Dylan, the- stop masturbating in Dylan, the corner. <laughs> we're at a dentist office. There's more to life. <laughs> so outside the dentist's office, uh, Benny, the skeleton cab driver he, he shows up but he's a little off he starts he seems a little pedophile he's like you get in the car kids like come on come on and sophie again once again the hero's like oh yeah because i the, see some darkness in him yeah i don't think we should get in the cab again and then the stranger skele- danger and then the skeleton grabs dylan by yeah. the throat and is like get in the fucking car <laughs> 
And like, so Sophie goes over and releases just this normal ass dog. Yeah, that's just sitting on. The- but Benny's made of bones, dude. Do you get it? So the yeah, dog was the chasing dog the was bones. Was like, ah, oh, bones because dogs love bones. But why was <laughs> this one knows just dog normal life. dog just sitting there on the sidewalk? Again, think about the the implications that has. That means that all right, well, there's dog people. Can dog people own dogs? And what does oh, that mean? My like God. slavery? Like. Yeah, like, are the dog people second-class citizens? Why do the dog people get to run around and go to the YMCA, but a normal dog has to sit on the collar? Also, they release this dog who is just sitting there. That's someone's dog. Someone's dog, dog, yeah. It's gone. It's gone. I was going to say, I doubt there are many missing dog posters in Halloween Town. Halloween Town is dark for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) So anyway, they get back to the Cromwell Mansion to finally make this goddamn brew with, I guess there are three ingredients. I don't know what else is in it, but they all they have is a witch tooth, some hair, and some sweat. That's all they have. Like, all yeah, right, cool. Okay, sweet. So apparently, though, guess what, dude? It works. And so Marnie starts trying to remember this chant or the spell that her grandmother recited earlier, but she can't because she's Marnie's a fucking But Marnie's 13, so yeah. she doesn't know what no. the hell's going on. But you know who does? <laughs> I do. It's Sophie. Sophie. Sophie knows the chant by heart. Yeah, so and she's, she's like, reciting. how do you remember that? She's like, I paid attention. Like, what do you want, like, <laughs> what what do you want I'm talking to about? Say? I'm not a fucking idiot. I listen when adults talk to me. Monty, are you fucking kidding me? Taxi. Taxi. Kill it. <laughs> so after Sophie recites uh, the spell, Marnie does as well, but it's not working, dude. They need two witches to do it at the same time for the at power. At the same damn time, Marnie. So they both hold on to the, the talisman, they recite it, and that lights it up. And they're like, oh shit, that means I guess we have to bring it to the center of town, to that jack-o'-lantern that, again, I don't remember anyone explaining to this I to me. I do not understand <laughs> why they have to do this. Also, I want to mention really quick, this talisman in a $4 million movie um, is literally just plastic with a light bulb and like some glitter glued on. Like, you can see the glue. It's terrible. The prop is so bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, it reminded me of Dude, Where's My Car? That thing that they're trying to find. That, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Anyway. Um, anytime to mention Dude, Where's My Car? is a good podcast. Honestly, I'm glad you got it in because I was wondering when I should bust in with the Dude, Where's My Car? reference, so I'm glad you got it. <laughs> so, it appears like someone's like hotboxing this giant jack-o'-lantern in the center of town because there's smoke just pouring out everywhere. And that really brought us up like two stoners who accidentally got stuck on like the back of the bus of <laughs> Down, like they were just out walking, and they're like, Oh shit, dude, this bus is floating. Let's get on, honestly, dude. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm okay with it. Just like, chill. Like, it's a Halloween town, man. Like, it's, it's Halloween every fucking day here, dude. Why would we live? Uh, that sounds fucking sweet, dude. Like, uh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> but twist, dude. First twist, though, is Luke starts to become a good guy, all right, mm-hmm. because he wasn't feeling it when Aggie was getting like hurt. He was just like, You wouldn't hurt them, Calabar. But uh, Calabar is evil, you idiot. But again, we don't know that yet. He's still just the shadow. So at this point, the shadow kind of comes out into full view of the entire town and starts just talking to everybody, being like, we need to come together to fight this evil? What does he want to do? Does he want to take over the mortal world? I also, and this annoys me almost more than anything in this movie, um, Calabar initially didn't like the sun when they opened up the theater doors and he's like ah daylight and it burns and then he just just like out in the middle of the town square like no big deal not it doesn't hurt not a big deal second twist bro oh shoot the shadow is Calabar. Oh, man, I'm glad we didn't give that away. Dude, when I was watching this as a kid, I threw my bottle of 
<laughs> beer at the screen and shouted, No, you no! didn't, you liar. You imagine? Did you really, as a kid, not no, know that Calabar was the bad dude, guy? Again, I don't remember my thought process of which villain was who when dude, I... Dude, I did pick that out immediately. Of course. I mean, you, of course you can. Don't... Don't make fun of my younger you're self. You're kind of an idiot. <laughs> you're fucking Dylan. You're a regular Dylan. Just obsessed with masturbating, weren't you? You were just masturbating throughout this whole movie. <laughs> but anyway, why, do, why does he have two forms? Why does he switch back and forth? So anyway, he switched yeah, his to I Calabar, the human mayor version. And, and no one cares. There's not a single gasp in the audience. Literally no one yeah. is like, oh. But anyway, he's preaching, hey, we shouldn't have to live in exile in Halloween Town. We should go back and rule the humans because we're freaking dope so luke at this point wants to get in with marnie he's like i'm sorry like i i i want to help you now at this point so he wears her cloak and then gets fucking four fire blue flame balls <laughs> shot into him and, and he just uh, turns around and he's like fooled you <laughs> and he's oh, frozen shit, in time dude and so at this point you know marnie's making a fucking beeline to the jack-o'-lantern she's on top of it now and it's really intense dude it's probably like we were both on the edge of our seats uh-huh she winds up getting the like right up to the top, dude, and he winds up he, fr- like he fireballs, fireballs her. Her. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so she's frozen in time, and she can't let go of the, the talisman. The talisman. Because the talisman's supposed to fall into the center candle, I guess. And I have no idea. Again, I don't know. Brandon, what this I don't is know doing. what happened. I have no idea. I just like lost all train of thought in this movie. I was like, what are they trying to do? I guess it'll just come apparent when dude, they do. All it. I gotta fucking do is just drop drop the goddamn talisman into the into the the. the, the Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) Anyway, so she gets frozen in time and, you know, Calabar is like, I've won, everybody join me, I'm pretty sweet. So she's frozen in time and Calabar is like, everybody join me. And then uh, she has like these internal, Marnie has like these internal like... You know, voices in her head, like yeah. you know, like Jedi. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like you could like trust the Force, Marty. Believe in the Force, Marty. And uh, she ends up letting go in the talisman. It lands into the pumpkin, and uh, everybody becomes unfrozen and sweet. That's right. Yes. And then the mom, yes, and Aggie come out, and that's when he's like, "You could have had me." And she's like, "You got a tiny dick, dude. I didn't she's like a you. really small dick." So that's what the whole thing <laughs> yeah, is. Obviously, yeah. down is that Dylan? What are you doing over there, Dylan? <laughs> Is that Calabar was shafted by a woman and he feels a little slighted. Um, If you think he's a terrible person, it's because he is. Anyway, he gets the talisman and it looks like all hope is gone. But guess what, dude? The family starts to come together and they start to recite the chant. But they don't have enough power. And that it's at that moment that they look over at Dylan whose hands not down his pants for once and they're, <laughs> they're out in the open and the tips are glowing, dude. Electricity. He's a fucking warlock. Dude, who'd have thought except for literally everybody watching the movie? <laughs> dude, the one question I had and I always knew as a kid, too, was like, how come he has nothing? That's he's just true. a whiny little I shit. I did feel a little slighted watching Dylan and being like, oh, so Dylan Oh, well, this is, is how just... women feel, Zach, all the time, represented in media. Okay, I'm sorry that you're, you know, number, like, you can't be front and center and you can't be represented as, okay, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another beer, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> so they all decide to join hands and start chanting, and Calabar's like, ah, you can't yeah. get me, and then they look over and realize Dylan is just standing there with, like, his hands <laughs> folded. Are you fucking kidding me, Dylan? Dylan, we need your help for this one goddamn time, and you're gonna be a dick now? Now is the time you choose to be a dick, Dylan. Are you 
So Kidding finally me. he's like, uh, reluctantly, I guess I'll help you defeat him. <laughs> I guess I'll join hands with my family who I love and help defeat evil. So I guess they will him to death. He literally just disappears. I have no idea. I, I don't they know how like, he dies. They he do just, a chant and then he just like. Then they stop chanting and they just start humming and he dies. Yeah, he, <laughs> he bursts disappears. into a ball of light and just like goes away. Holy shit. Um, and they've done it, dude. They've saved Halloween Town. They saved Halloween Town. And then. We get to see what Luke really looks like. So apparently Luke is now this ugly troll looking shit. And apparently he he went along with his whole plan, Calabar's plan, because he wanted to be, quote, handsome, end quote. Yeah. And like, he's like, he's like, the real tragedy is that I didn't get to ask you out. And I was like, well, I think you did. But she called you cheese. Yeah, she said she smelled something She's, stinky, and it was probably the big cheese. That's such a fucking killer comeback, dude. Oh, That's getting best. tattooed on my back. Oh, absolutely. He's homely, though. He's too disgusting. Like he really She gives is. him a kiss on the cheek and stuff, and you can tell he's like, oh, my life's not over. Like his nose like, flops tell. back and forth. Like, boing, boing, boing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a giant-ass, ugly he's troll got a nose. giant honker, dude. He's a nerd also that needs some bashing oh, for sure. he's absolutely a nerd. He, he was cool. He was a mini Ryan Phillippe. Now he's a nerd. I mean, he needs bashing. <laughs> so, Aggie, they're all sitting in the center of town like, oh, well, we wish you could come back and live with us. And she's like, oh, I can only cross over on Halloween, and that's once it. You know, I'll see you next year. And they're like, well, what if you come live with us? And she's like, hot diggity dog, let's go. And she ushers her fucking dog purse or whatever that comes running along and uh yeah they get on the bus dude because it's still technically halloween the way time works i guess yep. and they start to fly away and then all of a sudden you just hear a voiceover and it's all four of them going like dylan and then it just flies away and <laughs> fade to black that doesn't happen that no not... no the bus just flies away dylan, and fades, and fades but it's not even like a mad dylan it's like oh no, we're expecting yeah, exactly what like that rascal again you thought he learned his lesson but he didn't dylan no, doesn't but... learn a single lesson in this book <laughs> No one does. And no. the thing is, like, especially when Marnie, when she completes, like, the first ritual, when they make the potion, she's like, I did it. Uh, we did it. Sophie's the fucking one who's Sophie's doing everything. Yeah. That pisses me off. And this is, by the way, the end of the movie. But so we can just go right into the rant where Sophie is the hero of this movie. How did this chick? I don't even know her name. She's Marnie, off, dude. No, I know Marnie. I don't know the actress. She's Kimberly J. Brown. I don't know how J- Kimberly J. Brown got... <laughs> Top build in this movie. She doesn't do a damn thing. She's also just terrible. Like, oh, she really whiny. Her and Dylan are just the worst. Yeah, Dylan won't go into our category because he's more of a supporting actor. But Marnie absolutely goes into our terrible protagonist tournament. She's awful. <laughs> like more than half the characters in this movie are awful. The mom's awful, but like Marnie's awful. Dylan's awful. Sophie's awesome. The yeah. grandma's pretty cool. Everybody else is terrible. Benning's ter- terrible. <laughs> Benning's the worst. Um, the dog purse is terrible. I don't know why. It didn't have a line, but I hated it. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into this, man. Yeah. How do you feel? This was your, like, you know, kind of a fresh viewing for you. So Yeah, it has, been, it has been beyond years since I've seen Halloween Town. And, I mean, man, it... It it is what it is. It's a Disney Channel movie. Um, I didn't have high expectations of this film coming in, which means I wasn't really disappointed. But in no means was I impressed. Um, All right, and you know, obviously they have to use their Disney Channel actors. Yeah. But like that doesn't They're help not at the all, best. man. Yeah, I, for you sure. know how I feel about 
child actors in general. These aren't the worst ones we've we've encountered. Oh, so far. not yeah, not For at sure. all. Um, and and honestly, I would say that honestly, their performances aren't bad. It's the characters are just the shittily characters written. are really yeah. bad. And I will say this, and I'm not saying this because it's been like a running joke. The child who played Sophie was magnificent. Yeah, she was. She, she was, was very she was good. good yeah. She was cute. She was like right on par of what she needs to be in this movie. Um, the grandmother was cool. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds did a good job. Debbie Reynolds was great. Um, everything else just it was over the top, like a Disney Channel movie is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it just it, I wasn't impressed. Obviously. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to look at this one as even a genuine movie. It just yeah. feels so made for TV and just so. You know, holiday special. You know, this is a perennial movie that people revisit year after year, and it's it's more of a. I don't think anyone really watching the movie is watching it for the quality of film. I think it's it's more of like just to feel like you do when you're young, and Halloween is a like when you're young and Halloween's still going on, like. That's fucking awesome. Like going yeah. trick or treating and the whole the whole spirit and and time of year. Like you just get kind of lost in it. And I feel like watching this movie, while it's not good, it does give you that like tinge of that nostalgia that you you feel like being a kid during Halloween again. And it just kind of it, it kind of makes you feel a little bit younger just for <laughs> in its brief moments of like decency. But I will say that again, had I not watched Halloween Town every year for, you know, a lot of years back in the day, like, I probably wouldn't like it as much as I do now, looking back on it. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that even less so than, like, The Mummy. Like, The Mummy, there are, <laughs> which we talked about last week, there are there are so much nostalgia for it, but at the same time, you can recognize the quality and effort and craft that went into making that movie. <laughs> this is one that's, like, it just has the nostalgia going for it. It yeah. really is. There's really, in terms of an actual film, there's not a there's lot not. There really going isn't. for it in this film. Okay. Well, so uh, we're in a bit of a predicament here where there's no uh, Rotten Tomatoes score to kind of base it off. We're not going to base it off of the, off the, fan, of the fan score. score. No, no, but no, we're mean, not going to do that. 6.8 on IMDb. It's pretty high. <laughs> no, that is <laughs> pretty really high. high. But I guess if you're going to give it your own tomato score, 1 to 100. Yeah. Uh, or zero to hundred, I guess. What would it be? Again, honestly, this movie should probably be for the quality of it and what we've been judging these movies on. I I probably should give it a twenty or somewhere in there, but I'm gonna give it a thirty-five because okay. it's a movie that I, I just love. It really does put me in the spirit of Halloween. Like, it, it, it feel, unlike a lot of um, family-oriented family like movies, you know what I mean? Like, it's a movie that. You can have fun and drink with your friends, too, because there's a lot of just crazy weird shit and so much exposition and stuff that you wouldn't expect kids to get. Like, it yeah. really is a bizarre movie. Um, but it's a movie that I feel like I'll definitely revisit around Halloween time because it just it puts me in the mood, puts me in the, the, the spirit. Okay, I will give you that I feel more excited about Halloween right now than I did when I woke up this morning. Um, but that being said... I, I, I don't have that nostalgia to carry me yep, over like yep. you do. So I am going to go ahead and give it a 20. Okay. Um, because it's really, um, it, while there's a couple good actors, and I will admit, um, setting wise, I mean, uh, sets. Yes. It's actually, there's some impressive things going on here. Um, as much as we made fun of the villains, the villain. I uh, I actually kind of like the costume design and I kind of like the flowing robe and everything. Yep. Um, but that's that's pretty much it for my positive. There's not a lot in the way of plot or what I could understand from the plot. Yeah. Um, with the exception of maybe two or three people 
acting really wasn't that big. Uh, practical effects, there were none. I mean, even the there was a chicken at one point. You could tell the chicken was CGI'd in there. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. I mean, they do use some practical and, effects. And it's I just do the makeup and, and yeah, masks. And are I do want to keep into consideration that this was a TV film, and it they only had four million dollars to work with. But I feel like. It, more could have been done in the way of not only writing the script, but just uh, completing the film in general. I think a lot more could have been done. Um, so I'll, I'll settle with a 20. All right, man. All right. Well, <laughs> next week, let's chat about that. We're going to uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Now, yeah. have you seen this movie? I actually haven't. But okay. I've seen okay. clips of it, um, and I've seen memes of it. I honestly cannot believe we're doing this movie. I know of this movie. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yep. Um, I can't believe we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it because it's going to make for a a hilarious episode. There's just so much to talk about. So much to talk about the insanity of this movie. I actually discovered this movie later on in life. Um, I will say I was probably 12 or 13 by the time I actually watched it. So I was was well out of the age demographic that it was intended for. But at the same time, I just watched it. And even at that age, was like, this is fucking bizarre. Like, there's some crazy shit happening Don't get me wrong. I'm excited to watch it. It'll be fun. So I also want to plug a uh, little contest, I guess, we're having, or a little poll. Yeah, a little poll. Yeah, we're trying to figure out which movie we should do for the last week of October, our Oktoberfest Halloween movie special. Uh, we're doing a straight horror film, so please send us a message on Facebook at Nostalgia Be Damned right on there, or at Nostalgia Be Damned Pod at gmail.com. Uh, one of the four movies, Sleepy Hollow, Halloween H2O, Final Destination, or Freddy vs. Jason. And uh, again, we're looking for your votes, um, which also is a good lead into our November series, which is going to be uh, fan choices. Um, yeah, a listener lot of people, request. Man. Yeah, so if you have any more requests that you'd like to get in before November, before we make that lineup, uh, you can reach us on all the same ways uh, that you would for the the October vote. Um, we're really looking forward to the next few months. I think we got a lot of good lined up and uh this whole month of october is just gonna be so much fun watching halloween movies in the lead up to an actual scary movie (laughs) yeah or or perceived perceived at least it'll be a horror genre yeah Uh, but but yeah next week Ernest scared stupid the week after is casper the live mm -hmm. action movie from i think 96 or whatnot yep I'm excited. It's going to be fun. So keep listening to us on either nbd.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes, of course. And uh, keep sharing, subscribing, listening. We really appreciate all the listeners. We've gone worldwide lately, and we really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love a it. A lot of people listening, and uh, we just want to thank everybody because this has meant a lot to us. So thank you. So we're just going to end this out, I think, on the synopsis of Halloween. Well, actually, I do want to oh. like make a very quick announcement. Interesting. Um, as I mentioned last week, I am now in two lawsuits, no thanks to you. And I'd like to announce uh, that I will be, again, representing myself in the second lawsuit as well as the first lawsuit against the network. And um, I'm going to apply to Harvard again. <laughs> I feel like this is the stupidest thing you could do. Are you shitting me? No, it, you know, it's. I think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> a lot of people have been saying, Zach, don't you have a lawsuit with Harvard? And I say, uh, yeah, whatever. But what a better way to get into the mind of the prosecution than to be part of the prosecution. I don't understand your rash. Like, you expect to be on the prosecuting team and the defense for yourself? Think about it, dude. How else would you win a lawsuit? (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't commit the crime. You just be innocent. I I feel like this is a waste of t- anyway. I think you're overthinking it. What I want to hear right now is the Halloween Town theme song, which is pretty pretty fucking sweet if I do say so myself. I want that laid underneath right now as I start talking. You probably hear it now. And I'm just going to read the synopsis for Halloween Town, okay, to send you off. On her 13th birthday, Marnie learns she's a witch, discovers a secret portal, and is transported to Halloween Town, a magical place where ghosts and ghouls, witches and werewolves, live apart from the human world. But she soon finds herself battling wicked warlocks, evil curses, and endless surprises like... Dylan's masturbating again! Dylan, no! Dylan, 